0: I'm going in search of witches. 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 Uh, I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh yeah. Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We have placed Vester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there witches and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Ryan Lockard and I am the head witch here at Moonstone Witchery. You can find me on Instagram at moonstone__witchery on my website at moonstonewitchery.com and oh my gosh, y'all, I have a Facebook group that has suddenly blown the F up, so join me there, Moonstone Witchery, if you are still on Facebook. Um, It's the one with the uh, yellow background and the cutie witch as the banner. Okay, let's get started. This is going to be a short episode because I am actually sitting outside at the beach um, preparing to do a community spell for the new moon. Uh, Today is the Lionsgate, 8-8 the Lionsgate. It is a time when the energy is beginning to shift as we move through Leo and towards Virgo, on the Lion's Gate, it is a time when you are able to access your higher self. You are able to access the next iteration of where you are going in your in your life and with your sacred self work. And it is a little bit easier for you to call in your next level of healing, your next level of growth, and for those changes to integrate um, in a more in a way with ease. That's more kind of I don't want to say positive, but a little less tumultuous. So try to remember that during this time of the year. Um, I wanted to just tell a little bit of a personal story. I don't really use this platform for many personal stories, although I guess we're shifting in that direction because my last episode, Forever (laughs) ago in June, was um, another kind of personal story. This one I want to talk about, shadow work and self-work which are really the same phrase for um or really they're different phrases for the same thing there are like drunk people driving by me right now sorry about the background noise shadow work is a question that i get asked like what is shadow work it comes up a lot um with people newer to their spiritual path Because I think it sounds very alluring or it sounds very, like, mysterious or something. Shadow work seems like it's full of some type of energy. But quite honestly, shadow work is simply self-work. And I'll explain that to you a little bit more fully. So when it comes to shadow work, shadow work is simply asking yourself, what are the ways in which you are standing between yourself and your ultimate goals? What are the ways that you dismantle yourself? What are the ways that you allow fear to hold you back? What are the ways that your own inner thoughts manifest in a capacity that keeps you stuck or keeps you shut down or really keeps you in an old and preconditioned pattern of behavior? Our shadow work is here for us to essentially get off of autopilot See, what happens when we're being raised is we are programmed by our parents or our caregivers or whomever is influencing us, and we are programmed with certain tools or perspectives in order to get through it, (laughs) the great it of being alive. We are gifted, and gifted is in quotes depending on what our upbringing was like, but we are gifted with these tools, and that's also in quotes, and these perspectives, and that's also in quotes, in order to learn how to navigate the world. The obligation of our caregivers is simply to raise us, to bring us up in some type of way, to get us safely to adulthood. But then once we are at adulthood, it is our responsibility to deconstruct the ways in which we were raised or to say to ourselves, do I actually fundamentally agree with these lessons that were taught to me? Do I actually fundamentally believe the things that were programmed into me or do I want to start to look at these programs that are running within me and rewrite them or realign with them or shift into something new because I am now an adult and I can make my own choices. But the issue is that no one's ever told that, right? No no one's parents ever say, hey, I'm just giving you these tools to get you to your own level of self-awareness so you can choose something else. Now, I just said no one says that but I'm saying that to my own children and people who are um, at a certain level of their self work do say that to their children but the majority of us weren't really raised by people with that level of that level of wokeness if you will <laughs> those people most people didn't have an upbringing where someone was even like capable to see that that's what was going on and to get out of their own way enough to not be like offended if we choose to live our lives differently than how we were taught. But honestly, that's our, it's, I wouldn't even say it's just like our right. I would say that's kind of your obligation with yourself is to say, do I want to be the person I was raised to be? Um, And you can go through literally all aspects of yourself and what was taught to you. And you can literally say to yourself, do I agree with this way of living in the world or do I not And then your next layer of work is, what do I have to do to become okay with making different choices or determining another way that I want to be in the world? What do I have to do to become okay with making my life my own? And the way that we choose how to make our life our own is we ask ourselves a series of questions. Most of them are things like, what kind of life do I want to have? What kind of person do I want to be? What do I value what do I value, not what was I told to value, not what was programmed into me, not what did some religion or morality code that was given to me tell me, like, is the right way to be, but what do I actually believe, and how do I actually want to live in alignment with that belief system? When, you know, when I was 19, I realized I didn't like the person who I was raised to be, because the person that I was raised to be was very, um defensive and jaded and guarded. And this was instilled in me by someone who was very defensive and jaded and guarded because that is the only way that through her own trauma she was able to live her own life. But it went against everything that like felt right to me. And I did talk about this in the last episode. So for those of you listening to my episodes sort of in succession, this might be a little redundant. But my point is that it took bravery and courage for me to say, I actually don't want to be like this. So I must seek a different way. I must find a different path to myself. And we can use things like finding and following the things that bring us joy in order to bring us to that higher level of who we are. Now, sometimes in life, we feel trapped. Sometimes in life, we feel like, yeah, that sounds great. But we have to live in a practical reality. And I want to do this thing where I'm straddling both worlds where I'm saying, yes, that's true. We don't all have the privilege of being able to say that easily to ourselves. Or we may find ourselves deeply entrenched in adult life, married or with children or in a situation where we have to have a job or we have to have a certain circumstance or we're depending on someone or something that is keeping us in this old pattern of behavior. I want to acknowledge that that's real and I also want to acknowledge that we are allowed to and able to modify the way that we've shown up so that we can actually and actively make a different decision and walk a different pathway for ourselves. So because of this, I want to say that yeah, we're completely able to find a way to reevaluate. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that it's simple. I'm not saying that it doesn't require a massive amount of overhauling. I'm just saying that it's worth it. A couple of years ago, well, more than a couple, probably eight years ago, I finally admitted to myself that I was in a very unhappy place. I finally let myself know that I was not in a marriage that was working for me anymore. I finally let myself know that I wasn't okay. And this was terrifying to me because I had allowed myself to fall into a situation where I was being neglected in my relationship. Just emotional, physical, mental, spiritual neglect. I didn't recognize this as toxic or abusive because when I was young, I had almost sought to disappear. I had almost been striving for neglect in a way, and I didn't, I hadn't realized all the ways that I was being neglected in my childhood, like emotionally. But within my marriage, situation. I was just invisible, but I didn't know that this was a problem because it had been something I had been seeking out, I guess, for so long because when I was growing up, any attention was just terrible for me. Um, I was being used as a pawn in my childhood to uh, move forward the agenda of a caregiver who did not know how harmful that was, I suppose, if I'm to extend to her the benefit of the doubt. But regardless of that, I missed it. I missed that this negligence in my romantic relationship was a problem. And when I finally recognized it, I was so entrenched in the situation that I did not know what to do or how to move forward. Now I had done enough self work that I understood that communication was my salvation and communication is always going to be your salvation. You must start with your inner communication. You must activate your throat chakra by just being willing to talk to yourself and just being willing to hear yourself and just being willing to know your truth. The knowing itself feels like some type of punch to your chest. The hearing of your own truth, Your own voice inside your own mind telling you something's just not okay. Being willing to hear that is such a profound shift in perspective. And A Course in Miracles teaches us that a perspective shift is a miracle. That's their definition of a miracle. Isn't that kind of amazing? A change in perspective being a miracle. But isn't it true? Can you think of anyone right now who if they showed up differently to the world, it would be a miracle? i can think of many people and to me i'm like yeah that makes sense but it's a miracle for ourselves from ourselves as well but the question then becomes what do we do when these miracles happen what do we do when we finally hear our inner voice telling us the truth that we've been avoiding what we do is we say to ourselves okay i'm hearing you we talk to ourselves as if we are not ourselves Because the truth is, we are not ourselves, right? We both are this creature by our own name, and we are not this creature by our own name. And the very fact that we can recognize that proves it. See, if you were the creature who carried your own name, you wouldn't be able to think of yourself in the abstract. I read a quote the other day that said, connected to everything attached to nothing. That is some spirituality right there. When we study Eastern religion, we discover that attachment and detachment are some of the highest levels of spirituality actualized in human form the ability to understand appreciate to fall dramatically in love with everything that this life has to offer while simultaneously being attached to and expecting nothing from it is really the highest form of enlightenment according to a lot of faiths and traditions and pathways and so because I had been working so much on my spirituality and because I was and ordained interfaith minister at that point I understood that concept and I was able to detach from certain things one of which being the title the label the commitment I had made when I was a different version of myself See that version of myself standing at a wedding altar committing herself to a certain person, she did so with certain criteria that never manifested. She did so with certain reasons that were no longer relevant to her and so she was no longer bound to that commitment because it was no longer of her. But I had to detach from a lot of that in order to move forward. A client of mine was struggling with boundaries and she was struggling with boundaries because she didn't want to fall short on her commitments. So I said to her, are you committed to a job, or are you committed to yourself? Because when we're committed to ourselves, it's easy to make our choices. When we're committed to ourselves, and by this I mean the highest version of ourselves, the soul self, that observer who knows, I am this person, and I am not this person at once, when we are committed to that version of ourself and living that life, well, then it's easy to make those decisions. It's easy to know the right decision. Now, implementing them is harder, and that's where shadow work comes in, right? Because when I started to have the realization, oh my God, I am so unhappy. This is so not me anymore. I had to make a lot of profound inner changes I had to stop thinking of myself as the label called wife, or the label called spouse, or the label called married, or the label that defined me as being an intrinsic part of this relationship dynamic that did not match what the agreement had been. I had to make some inner changes first and then I had to make some outer changes and the outer changes I made were subtle at first. They were things like forgetting to put my wedding rings back on if I ever took them off to cook or to bathe or to swim or to spend time at the beach. It started with signaling out a little bit more to the world around me the inner truths that I knew about myself it began with conversations with my then husband that took ownership of how unhappy I was but in a way that was no longer like accusatory or placing it all on him but just saying I think things have changed within me and perhaps things have changed within you but none of this matches anymore none of it matches for me And I'm not sure, I can't tell you how you feel, but I'm thinking probably none of it matches for you anymore. Now he was in a different place. He was not someone who was committed to his shadow work or his self-healing. So he wasn't ready to hear that or meet me halfway at that point. But I still moved forward and I still made changes and I still embraced who I was. And many years later, because it took many years, when I finally was out, when that relationship finally did end, when I finally had those bonds severed through the sacred act of divorce and uncoupling and pulling apart my own energy and calling it back to myself When I had finally done all of that and gotten safely to the other side of it, I could see how powerful those small changes were. Small changes. My dad used to say to me, how many grains does it take to make a pile of sand? And this is an unanswerable question, right? When does a pile become a pile? We know a pile when we see it. It has a distinctive sort of shape about itself and a distinctive sort of size. But is there a specific number of of grains of sand that create that pile? Most likely no. It's not like when you have 20 grains of sand, you just have sand. And when you have 21, you suddenly have a pile of sand. There's no answer about it. And that's the point. The point is... That tiny little things accumulate and eventually they create something that you can register in your mind as being significant. But we don't know what the tilting point is for that. We don't know what the moment is that will change it from just some nebulous thing into something recognizable. But through my own self-work and through those minor conversations I had had with myself and through minor acts of rebellion, like not wearing my ring, I suddenly arrived there. Some of my minor acts were, like I said, removing my ring and not forcing myself to go to like these toxic family events that no longer matched me. And they included things like putting a rainbow pop socket on the back of my phone to signal out to other people in the LGBTQ community that I was a part of them because labels help us to know where we belong. And sometimes they restrict us by being too restrictive after a certain point. But in the beginning, oh my gosh, labels are like a godsend when you're trying to find out something more about yourself. And I had made all these tiny changes And I had started to look more like myself. I started to act more like myself. I started to do more things that I wanted to do. And eventually I was like, oh my gosh, I am this like whole entire vibrant person. And I realized I wasn't, I wasn't where I belonged and that I made peace with that, like that was okay. And I knew I was gonna be all right somehow but I did a lot of work to get there and I talked to my version of God and I talked to my guides and I lit my candles and I called forth support and blessings and love and connection and I did all the things right and now that I'm safely almost two years past divorce I can see so clearly something that I want to share with you And this is not a profound thing and it's not something that you're going to be like, whoa, about. But just like we don't know when those grains of sand create a pile, we also don't know when hearing the following sentence is going to actually sink in with us. So it's why I offer it, something small, something you've heard 10,000 times before. But maybe this is the time that It might matter or it might sink into you because I was facing this uphill battle. Oh my gosh, this was the biggest mountain that there was for me to climb because I had made an agreement with myself to stay in this very, very difficult relationship dynamic. I was trading everything for security. That was my thing at the time, just security. But I had gotten it all twisted up, right? Security to me meant something that I knew, predictability. I didn't feel safe in something other than that, but I was trading myself. I was trading everything about myself for this sense of security, but it was not secure. I was not safe. I was not seen. I was not talked to. I was not loved. I just knew what to expect every day, and that was what I was trading myself for, There was this thread in my Facebook group recently about selling one's soul to the devil. And oh my goodness, this thread was so full of just, I don't even know what, misinformation. Now, thankfully, there were so many people on there that were offering beautiful perspectives. But the truth of it is that we can sell our own soul to the devil whenever we want. First of all, the devil, oh my goodness, don't get me started. It's all twisted up, wrong, misinformation. Please study what you're believing before you believe it, especially if you're going to allow fear of it to dismantle your entire life. But I sold my soul to the devil called predictability. I was trading my soul every single day because I needed to just feel a little bit like I had some handle on what was happening But none of it was good and none of it was beautiful and none of it was enriching and none of it was invigorating and none of it made me feel alive or like myself or loved or cherished or seen or understood or valued in any way. But I sold my soul to it every single day because I knew what it was. And here comes the not so profound thing that I want to share with you. Because as I was staring at that mountain, All I did was scream inside about how terrified I was and how I didn't know what would happen. And I had literally chosen this false sense of security over every part of me. It had seemed that valuable to me. And I said, forget it. I'm going to do it anyway. But the thing I want to tell you guys from the other side. Oh my God, it was so worth it 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 to climb that mountain and to fall free fall into that fear and take that gamble on the fact that maybe if I put all these things on the scales That the universe might hold somewhere of balance or harmony or what's right or I don't know. Whatever those scales might be about. That maybe it wasn't worth it for me to sell every part of me for this security that I thought I was having. And I took that gamble and it was not worth it for me to have done that for so long. It was so worth it for me to risk that to become myself. It was so worth it. I was so afraid, but I did it anyway. There was this quote I learned in my life coaching program, the first one that I ever attended. And by the way, recently I realized this thing that I've always known but hadn't articulated in my thoughts yet, that I was one of the very first life coaches in this entire country. And I was one of the youngest, if not the youngest people to be certified as a life coach because I was only 22 years old at the time. But there was this quote that says, feel the fear, but do it anyway. And I did that and it was so worth it. And I have gone to the depths and the absolute darkest places imaginable on this most recent journey of reclamation of myself. I had to build a house in the world called loneliness and I had to find a way to have a happy life there and it was only when I decided that I was still going to make my life beautiful even if I had to live there even if I was terminally unlovable I was still going to make my life beautiful it was in that exact moment that I said fine if that's what it has to be then so be it that's when it no longer had to be that because I accepted it and I detached from it and I was able to say I'm gonna be okay I'm gonna be okay I will find a way to be okay and you can say that too you can trust yourself enough to say somehow I'm gonna figure this out Because I am on my own side. And that is some shadow work right there. Here's a question for you. What is preventing you from always being on your own side? What is preventing you from believing the negative thoughts and opinions of others about yourself? What is preventing you from believing your own negative thoughts and opinions about yourself? What prevents you from healing? What prevents you from becoming whomever you're supposed to be? What prevents you from feeling safe, being kind and gentle and compassionate with everybody who you meet? If you can do that work, you can be and have and do absolutely anything. Be on your own side. And when I decided to be on my own side and to just be okay no matter what, Everything changed for me and it was so worth it. It was the hardest thing, but it was so worth it because I'm sitting here now and I know what real love feels like and I didn't know that before and the reason I know it is because I was bound and determined to love myself enough to be with myself for the rest of my life. And to get myself through anything that didn't feel like it was okay anymore. And when I started to do that and I started to live my life that way, I found real true love external to myself. Because guess what? I had discovered what it felt like. So when I found it in the world, I recognized it. And I said, oh my gosh, it's right here. And it was. And now I have all the things that I thought I had when I was choosing this false sense of security, right? I thought I was choosing a family, but I was just choosing the word family. None of the actions of my life or my partner matched the concept that I held in my soul about family. But now I have a partner and she matches the concept in my soul called family and I get to love her from that place and she gets to love me from that place and she gets to love my children and if I hadn't made room for her I wouldn't have ever had it see we can't have a void be filled if we're already filling it with something that's inadequate That spot is taken, even if it's taken by someone who is deficient in all possible ways. If we have plugged them into that place in our heart, that place is full, even if it's full with something empty, like mine was. So I had to make room, but when I made room and then I did the self work and then I decided to fill it up myself, if I had to, I didn't have to anymore. So what I'm telling you right now and the entire reason that I sat down to record this just on a whim on a noisy balcony by the ocean is because I wanted you to hear me say your shadow work is worth it. Your self-work is worth it. Dragging yourself through everything that feels wrong to you so that you can start to make the choices to live a life that feels right for you, that is worth it. And it will always be worth it as long as you are on your own team and as long as you love yourself enough to never quit on yourself. So even though this has been said many times by many people, I want you to hear it from me. Your self-work is always worth it. Please love yourself enough. And go outside and talk to the moon. I don't care if it's the lion's gate or not. I don't care if it's a new moon or a full moon or a waxing moon or a waning moon or the dark moon. It doesn't matter. Just go outside and talk to the moon and say, I am so ready to love myself. I'm so ready to just be there for myself and to shine my light upon myself. Go and do that and start to dialogue with your inner voice. Who is already talking to you all the time and start to listen to that inner voice listen to it with curiosity listen to it with generosity listen to it with compassion and nurturing and love and then love yourself enough to begin to put those grains of sand one by one next to each other Choose yourself in the tiniest of ways, one step at a time, every single day. Practice by saying no. Practice by saying yes. Practice by listening. Practice by making a different choice. Practice by getting off of autopilot and saying, do I agree with the way I'm about to behave? And eventually you'll look down and you'll suddenly realize I have a whole pile here. Oh my gosh, my whole life is different. Oh my gosh, I know I can make different choices. Oh my gosh, I can reclaim myself and be myself and live my life from that place. And if and when you can do that, you will be free and your life will be your own. Thank you for listening to me and thank you for listening to my podcast. And thank you for hanging in here while I just sporadically am able to post these. And please come and join me, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook Or even just on my website where I have lots of cool things for you to see or purchase. Or you can send me a message. And you can message me anywhere. But please just join me because we don't have to do this work alone. And I would love to be there to support and guide you in whatever way you might need me. I hope you have a beautiful and blessed day.